from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're here to bring you some more news for another week, and is there a new Wii sports game on the Switch? Was my left Joy-Con assassinated? I'm getting dizzy. I don't know if you're dizzy for the reason I think you're dizzy, if you purchased a game or if you're just talking about something else. I'm just on drugs. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Nintendo Main episode 204. We are your hosts. I'm Trey King Slime Hunter Johnson. I'm Jeremy. I'm so 2004. Mikowski. I'm John. Spin me right round it. Are you on a record? Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, and this is your place for, uh, you know, news Nintendo stuff from Nintendo fans like yourself. And we'll start off the show as we normally do and talk about whatever we got, all the new games we've been playing. So I got I got some things this week. Number one, I bought very important gamer pass for Midwest Gaming Classic, the event that we go to every year in April. I Why officially they call it very important player. That would have been VIP. No, they VIG is what it is. Very important yeah. gamer. I don't know. I would go on with player. That's that's their thing, man. That's uh, VIG. I think they want to be different on that. It. Yeah, but yeah, no. I went ahead. Uh, I went the whole way. Like we've, uh, you know, Jeremy and I, we've been there a bunch of times, and I've never, I've never gone and done the extra shit for the Friday. And I, I was like, you know what? Let's let's see what it's like. Let's let's see what it's all about. So I went and paid the extra, like. I don't know, however much money there is on that to get the Friday night. So, we'll, yeah, we'll get to go to the VIG, the parties and all that. So, hopefully, we'll get some interviews and shit out of that. But, yeah, no, we're setting it up. So, if anybody in the in the area is planning on going to v- MGC, I'm telling you right now, we're going to be there. I reserved a hotel room and all that. So, yeah, it's for real. We got it we got all done. And John is coming for pretty much 100%, right? Or 90%, something like that. I'll be there. Yep. Yeah, so we'll so we will have we will have the whole uh, the whole crew in its entirety. That'll be our first, yeah, our first con- convention. I mean, it's definitely our first. Uh, I mean, other than your wedding, it's our first time just hanging out in like uh, all together, you know. Yeah, as a podcast. And and we'll talk we'll talk more about it when we get closer to it. But I'm sure I hope you're like building a list of like stuff you want to look for and all that while you're there, John. You know, like starting to put together your like holy grail list or like. Uh, what you would buy if it was not like super expensive or, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you got something in mind you want to look so, at. Well, I think I'm going to go in with no expectations just because really those kind of places, you, you never know what you're going to find. I'm going to come in with a budget. Sure. And then I'm going to go around because we have the, we're going to have the VIG pass. We're going to get early access to the show. Yeah. Floor. Yeah. I'm so excited we'll to do a tour to see what's there Yeah, and make an informed purchase. That'll be the, th- this will be the first time that I get up at 9am. 
to, to come out there and get the no i mean oh on the, man it's, i'm scared just thinking about it myself <laughs> i mean on the show because yeah normally i mean well last year we were staying up late building building the lab of vr so you know so, we stayed so, real late yeah <laughs> we did so so yeah we we weren't so it's gonna be hard but but i'm gonna do i just want to get that early look because the cat past couple years i've lost out on some gamecube games that i wanted to get like uh yep like Bill, I remember Billy Hatcher and the 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 one with the egg and all that. I missed that one because oh, yeah? somebody got to it before me. But it's one of your grails, huh? Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind having it. I mean, I like I like eggs. I like GameCube games. You know, I like I like weird weird ass GameCube games. But I yeah. think the thing that I'm I'm putting down this year that's not a something I'm too worried about is uh, Japanese Game Boy games. Oh, okay. okay. Like like straight up regular Game Boy or uh, yeah, Game I'm not Boy too Advance. worried about what region or i mean i'm sorry i am worried about re- what region but uh i'm not really sure what games i want yet but i'm gonna kind of do some research like see. like hey yonkyo alien isn't that japanese it or is that was wherever. Yes, i mean that's yeah. up the right that's up the right path but sure i wouldn't mind getting one of those games that's in the uh band-aid box i don't know how expensive they are but that one's definitely gonna be more pricey if i find chibi robo park patrol on ds i'll buy that Oh, nice. Well, we uh we recorded a Patreon episode earlier today about uh about Tetris, and I was thinking about trying to find like some of those other versions of Tetris, like Tetris Deluxe or Ultimate or whatever. Like maybe look for some of that while I'm there. Plus, I heard there was a futuristic outrun that came out for Genesis. That's been on my radar for a minute. So it's like it's like a it's like F Zero meets Outrun. It's like my favorite. It's obviously already my favorite game ever. So not an official Outrun game, but. That's what it's, what it's like. Is what you're saying? No, no, it is an outrun game. It's called like it's called like Future Outrun or like Outrun no, twenty well. twenty seventy eight or something like that. I randomly found it online. It's not that expensive through eBay, but I was like, I'll just put that on my list for MGC and see if I can find it. What kind of kind of what I do for for these sort of events is uh just yeah, it, obviously have a budget, but be like you know the first time I went there, I was like, okay, I want I'm like I want this game, but I don't want to pay more than this for it. It's kind of how I went with it. I, I did. I, I made a budget, but I w- was also like, well, if I could find this for this price, I'll get it. But if it's above that, I'm not going to get that. I'm going to get this other thing. So that's kind of how I sort of like compartmentalized it, you know? Because the first time I ever went to MGC, I bought a I bought a 64 there for like uh, like 60 bucks, something like that. It was it was a good deal for me, you know? Because some of them were some people were selling them for over a hundred there. So I was happy that I found one, a good, you know, a decent one. And it's always best you'll you'll see a lot of the same thing a bunch of times. So, so try not to be like too like, oh my god, I want that, you know, because you'll probably see it like four or five other times at other booths. So Shop maybe around. so maybe take a lap before you before you come that's back and get it. You know what I mean? We should use the the extra half hour to do a lap around the whole place. Yeah. You get the lay of the land. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's a couple times that I where I bought a thing that I thought was a good deal, and then I found it cheaper at another thing just because I, you know, didn't look. But I was, like, haggling, and I got it less than what it was, but then I found out it was cheaper than that without haggling at another place. And I'm like, okay. Mm. But, yeah, a lot of these places, most of them, I, I do it almost every time. I'm like, hey, can you do it for this much? And especially on that last day, you know, yeah, I know Jeremy, you did you did a bunch of this as well. Like a lot of the stuff is cheaper. They'll just mm-hmm. kind of take whatever you have, and also like having cash is a big deal. Like they'll do a lot. They'll do a lot less if you have like you know if you actually got like dollars on you. You know, right. they'll, they'll do less easy. than than trying. The thing to- I've considered doing this year that I haven't done before 
was maybe to bring a couple games that I have to see if I could do a trade. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there are people are willing to trade. I, it's not a thing that I've ever done before, but I've seen it, videos where people do it and stuff. Oh, sure, yeah, for certain things. Like what? Yeah, duplicates. You've got some that you just don't really want anymore. Or yeah, what? or like let's say like you know Fantasy Star Four. Like I'm I don't know for sure I'm going to bring that. But that's a game I know that's worth. A little bit of money, and there's probably someone there that wants it. So, oh, the cartridge, the Genesis cartridge. Yeah, maybe somebody there, either a, 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 you know, someone a vendor, or maybe just somebody around the convention. Well, I know somebody who wants it, and it's me. But it's probably going to be, it's probably more expensive than. I'm just saying, if nobody takes it and you want to just give it away, I'll take it. No, I'm not. I don't want to just give it away. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, but it's probably. It's probably one of the. I would think it was probably one of the more expensive of the Genesis cartridges, but yeah. But I would love to have that cartridge. Yeah, I also have Gunstar Heroes, which that's another great one as well that I would love to have a cartridge of. I've thought about bringing something like that. Yeah, just in case, like some random deal comes my way, and I'm like, well, what about like let's say I want, I don't know, I kind of want a Dreamcast. What if I found like a Dreamcast bundle that someone would trade to me, or uh, sure, or something along those lines, but. I've given a little thought, not a, not a ton of thought, but just what like other techniques I could use this year to try to get deals. Sure, yeah, yeah. You can always try trading stuff. I don't know, like it it, it varies. Like I feel like some of those guys have just way too much shit, you know. Well, I mean, well, there's also there's always those like boxes that just have weird random shit that you don't know if it works or not, but it's like really cheap. Don't don't fall into that, you know, and into into, into that area where it's like. Does this controller work or not? It's only like two dollars. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Some of it, it was just like we were looking through it for so long, and I'm like, do I need? I'm like, I really, I need to stop just looking through this shit because it's just so no, much. No, I didn't find anything in any of those spots that I yeah. wanted. Yeah, no, no, me either. But you, but you can fall into that, like just looking at everything because you think you might find a deal in there, but most of the time you don't. But regardless, Jeremy, here's, here's the thought, Jeremy. You could make some extra perler beads in the couple of weeks we have. Yeah, bring trade those that with you. To try and trade those. Maybe uh, my partner actually suggested something similar. So now I have this by this confirmation. I've got a couple of months to do it, and I could stick to like my Mario, my Mario Maker designs because they're the easy ones to do. And that's something that's like a random cool thing you could throw somebody in the moment to be like, "Oh, well, I'll give you this, and you give me like five bucks off or ten, whatever you want to say." Mm-hmm. You know, that's something unique that they have to take right there, right then. And they're not going to see it again. I, I sure. was I was thinking I like that you could. I was thinking maybe maybe you could trade some perler beads for other perler beads. You'd be like, "Hey, I got this Mario Maker one. You don't have that one, but can I get that like Chrono Trigger one you got over there? Like maybe we'll trade for that. Just trade know. your way up to like a giant perler bead. Maybe perler bead just for perler bead. bead. One yeah, bead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just give me that one. That really big. It could one. be made. Someone you could make a giant bead. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've seen tutorials for making 3D designs. That one would lend itself well to just a big cylinder. Sure. Same ideas. But anyway, uh, that's a great idea, though. Hell, hell yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Like, they're cheap, they're light, and I have time to make them between now and then. I have a ton of materials. <laughs> so I do, I, I, If you I, don't trade them, then hey, you got a bunch of perler beads. Yeah. I can see it right now. It's like, I know you're asking this much for that one, but how about how about this? Have you seen this guy before? Probably never seen a perler bead of this one. Yeah, go for it. You know, any anything you could. You know, it might work. You can trade, might trade work. whatever you what do you have. 
make some extras for the for the show. We'll also be trying to like find our old friends there, and it's gonna be a good time. Oh yeah, yeah, and, well, and including have- well, I mean, I, I'm not sure if our friend that we had on the show is gonna have a table, but I imagine he'll have some DS deals for us if we approach his table. DS capades. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, man, he's got yeah. a ton of DS games, and uh, probably will hopefully have a table there, and that would be a place to go if there's any DS games you had in mind. You were yeah looking for because we've spoken to him before we know he's got a lot yeah i i kind of like uh gta chinatown wars that's a good game ds game i'd really like to get also the original mario 64 well you know the launch one that'd be kind of cool so mario 64 ds yeah you can probably find that for pretty cheap i mean it was a launch game so a lot of people bought it there's some ds games i had in mind for sure i've got a lot of ideas i I do want to bring my uh i want to bring one of my uh virtual boys this year to see if somebody can fit it fix it on the spot if not on the spot it would just sa- save me like shipping one way oh okay well because because you talked to people because i remember you talked to people there a few times like that said they would fix it but you have to send it to them so i'm just never like what if the they're like hey money. yeah you can just like hand it to them and be like hey can you send it to me when you're done you know then you don't gotta ship it yourself i get that there it's there would still be some shipping but not there and back no, they'll ship it to you maybe when they're done, but you don't. But you can hand it to them and be like, "Here, I'll pay for you to ship it back or whatever." You know, whatever but they need to do. If I got it fixed, then I would definitely. Uh, if I knew I was getting it fixed, then I would buy a new stand. I would get some refurbished type stuff, aftermarket stuff for it, and get that bad boy up and running again because uh, I miss it. But and you have you have a ticket as well, right, Jeremy? You have a, you yeah, I got. I VIG? did get my uh, VIG. Yeah, I have it. Or, you know, I haven't received it yet. Well, I mean, you don't, you did, you received it in an email. You have it. I've dropped the money. The money is gone from my bank account. Okay. I was going to say, you should have received it right after you bought it because they, they send it right to you. Like, right. Like, once you pay, they, you know, send you a PDF and all that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I have that. I was thinking of the physical name tag. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. But they Which sent you, the they sent you a ticket. They sent you like a scannable ticket. Yeah. I think they just yeah. hand it to you. Yeah. So so yeah. So we both purchased that. We both got a got the VIG pass. So I'm excited. That was definitely my biggest video game purchase of the week. Yeah, nearly I mean, as much as a Switch Lite. Well, probably about the same if you got it through a deal. Yeah. 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 Me as well. I just I was like you know I had some I had some extra money and I was like you know what let's just go for the whole thing and see what that Friday night's like you know. Yeah, I was like an extra fifty bucks. So not that much. Yeah, you get like you get like an extra, you get like a shirt, you get like some other shit. Like you had to give them like your size and all that, and and we go to we get to go to like the official party and all that stuff. So why not? I was like, get an extra drink and a playable NES cartridge. That is really cool. I'm uh, very intrigued to see what's on. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a one of a kind game made for the convention. And it's a name tag. It's an NES cartridge name tag. Yeah. Is that what it is? So does it play yep. in your NES or no? Yes. Weird. So it's like it's has a repro your... kind of thing, but it's like a homebrew. Oh, okay. So it's you know, like you see, you see those cartridges all over the place. Yeah, it'll be a, like made in such a way that it's around your neck, probably in like an, a plastic hmm. envelope. I think because that's what I remember, like a clear plastic sleeve that I'd seen people walking around with. Because last year was the first year they did this. So, oh, okay. You on YouTube, you can see like what the game was. It was like a really simple game, but still pretty cool. Um, 
who knows what this one will be like. Was it the same for everyone, and or you said everybody has their own unique one? That I don't think is the case. I think it's just is the same thing. They do a limited run of however many of these games they're going to make. Uh. I'm pretty sure they're made in some respect, like to be loosely based on the show itself, or they're just unique to this particular 2020 MGC. Okay. So in a way, it's like it's bios of everybody's life. Your game. There you go. They just take an old like Final Fantasy ROM and replace your name as the lead character. Right. There I am. Oh, wait, you can already do that. (laughs) You're every character. (laughs) You're everyone. You're all of them. There's a hundred of you. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my big purchase as well for this week. But I got a bunch of other stuff. Um, And, of course, we'll talk more about MGC as it, you know, as we get closer. It's still a couple months away, so. So we got that at least, you know, so that's coming, but it's cool. We got, we got everything set up. Like we got, we got the, you know, the hotel and all that. So if anybody's interested in meeting up with us, feel free to email us at Nintendo main podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, let us know if we get enough people, maybe we could do a meet or greet, meet and greet or something, but you know, let us know if you want to hang out, we will totally hang out with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, so I went, I got the samurai showdown preload. I went ahead and did that because, like the you know, the sale was going away, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna want to play it when it comes out. So, did you get the bonus game? Yeah, I went. I went for the deluxe. I went for the fifty dollar one with all the extra characters and all that. And and it was like it's so weird because I like bought a game, but I gotta wait like a month to play it because it's not coming out until the end of February. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but next month you're gonna be like, I got a free game. Yeah, and it, and it came with that. We talked about it before on the show, but it came with that like uh. The Neo Geo Pocket Color uh, Samurai Showdown Two, like that, automatically downloaded. But I can't play that until that until the other version comes out as well. So I oh. can't I can't even play the bonus game because when I saw it was on there, I was like, oh cool, I'll play that. And I tried to play it, and they're like, no, you gotta wait. And I'm like, all right, fine. But yeah, no, I mean, cool. That's another another fighting game on my system. So there you go. And speaking of fighting games, uh, Byleth dropped on the twenty eighth. For Fire Emblem, or yes, from Fire Emblem, but for uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, Byleth is officially playable, and I played I played through the classic mode with Byleth. Uh, I I thought the character was all right. Uh, it's weird. Um, you actually you play against all of the Fire Emblem characters in the classic mode. It's all uh, endurance, where like you know you get their hit points down to zero and they die. So that's how you do it, and. Uh, it's cool because when you get to the very end with the two hands, you actually play with all the other Fire Emblem characters. They're all on your team, so you all fight together with a whole bunch of other computer players, and it's kind of difficult to see where you're at and all that. But, but yeah, I, I played with Byleth for a while, and yeah, it's all right. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about another Fire Emblem character. I know I know the new uh, Fighter's Pass is available. I haven't gotten that yet, but I thought about it because people are already buying it. If there was something more, if there was more of a thing that they gave you for getting it, I'd be quicker to do it, but all they really give you is a is like a Zelda, is like a Link costume, right? Like from Oh, they they give you the um the Guardian costume from uh from Breath of the Wild, which I don't yeah, I don't really need that. But I I'd, I'd be like, yeah, no, I might I might get it. I might get it earlier if it was that, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, like if they had announced the first character or something right away and said, Oh, if you get it now, you get this character. Now, like a, you know, a surprise drop character or something that would have been 
a bigger reason to, to do it. But yeah, or maybe like, or yeah. maybe like another, maybe like another piranha plant type thing. You know, because piranha right. plant was like a was a bonus that you got for buying the game, like in a certain amount of time. We're like, well, maybe yeah, we'll throw an extra guy in there if you get it early. Yeah, it just was like, eh, you're not really giving me much. Or you can like throw right. me some more music or something, but. But yeah, I, I played Smash Brothers again. I played through Classic with Byleth. I played through Classic with Terry Bogard. Just fucking around with it. And I was like, yeah, no, Byleth's pretty cool. I'm sure I'll get the amiibo of the female Byleth. So I gotta wait for the second version, because that was my Byleth, was the female Byleth. But yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's it's ranged. It's, uh, I, was at, I was at a video game event earlier, and uh, one of the guys was playing it. He had like a, a, sw- a Switch stand. One of those ones that has like the switch stand with the GameCube plugs in it, so okay. like you can put a switch Ooh, on there and play it and play it handheld, like with well, you could play it like you know on a table, but then have a GameCube controller. And yeah, he was playing Byleth, he was rocking it in the back the whole time with that. So I was like, all right. And that was well, he was playing it on the big screen multiplayer too. No, he wasn't. He wasn't playing on the big screen. He was playing it. He was playing it on his Switch screen. Like not on the TV. It, it's it's basically a stand, but it has GameCube ports in it. So so it basically makes it to where you can play with a GameCube controller portable and not have a dock. Is basically what it's for. Yeah. He got it from uh, Panda Panda something or other. Is it, he showed me the website? But yeah, but seems yeah, like no. you could do the same thing with the G Bros adapter. You could, yeah. No, you could totally do it with G Bros adapter. But this one, this is one that's like it's a plastic thing. Your switch sits on the top of it, and then there's like four GameCube ports on the front there, so you can just plug right into it. And he had a, and he had a like WaveBird plugged right into it, and he was rocking it right there. So yeah, Byleth is on there. Um, Byleth and the Joker for Mortal Kombat 11 they dropped at the same time. So I I tried Joker out a little bit at the at the Switch event. Just because, uh, yeah, they they both came out. I, I have I have fighters passes for both of them, so <laughs> so I get to try out a little of them, a little bit of each of them. It's it's another Mortal Kombat character. It's cool. So this Joker plays plays all right. He's got some interesting finishing moves. He actually he actually kills you with he uh, he cuts your head in half with with the actual fatality sign in his first finishing move. So that's pretty cool. Totally breaking the fourth wall. Well, he like he like gives you he gives you a cake and it says friendship, like to try to like you know fake you out, and then the cake explodes and then basically the sign that says fatality falls down and cuts your head in half. So they're going a little Deadpool there with the with the with the wall breaking. But yeah, they added. I thought it was interesting that they had they had two new characters on the same day from Mortal Kombat 11 and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I don't know if they planned that, but just uh, two guys right there. So. So I played a little bit of both of those. Um, I played uh, I played Alien Isolation, which is a game that I bought before Christmas, but I finally started getting into that. And that game looks that game looks so pretty on the Switch. Like it looks really really nice. Like I was I was very impressed by the by the colors and the graphics on that. And I played it for I played it for like maybe a good like four or five hours, and I barely saw an alien at all. I saw like the alien's tail killing a person. That's all I've seen so far. Wow. And I, and I kind of like that. I kind of like how you don't really see it for a while. But it's very much like I mean it is kind of like a stealthy first person game. And I do have I do have a gun now, but I haven't used it yet cuz I only have like so many bullets for it. So But no, it's good. I mean, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really good. I just Saturday night I was just like, "Let's try this out." And I was playing it for a while and I was like, "No, this game's cool." It's like it looks it's it's like along the lines of like a 
send you a sacrifice, like like re- looking really good, like looking almost like a PS4 game. You know, it's like, oh, this game looks real good. Like they they done it really well. So nice. it's cool. Yeah. So I played that for a while, and I was like, oh, yeah. I want I wanted to take a break. Actually, the reason that I played that game was because uh, on the NVC group that we all belong to, there was over the weekend everybody was like calling it like official like GameCube day and all that. Everybody was like throwing up all this like uh, love to the GameCube, and I'm like, well, fuck, because uh, I, I mentioned before a, a couple weeks ago that I bought, you know, I bought the box to so I could play like my my Wii on on the on the TV because I don't have like AV plugs and all that, so I could play my GameCube on the new TV that I got and all that. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm gonna play a GameCube game. So I actually played a uh, Metroid Prime One for a while. I was like, what? I was like, what game should I play? And I was like, Metroid Prime is probably my favorite. So. So I played that one, and I made it all the way to Flagra, <laughs> Jeremy's Jeremy's favorite boss. Flagra, the, uh, the old Flagra's in there, and I just remember it. You know, both of us. I don't know if we did it like from knowing each other doing it, but we both wrote poems based on bosses from that game. You did. You wrote a Flagra one, and I and I I wrote one based on Thardis. Which was uh. which was later, but I just remembered that. But no, I, I died. Flogger killed me the first time I got there. Like I, t- I totally got destroyed by Flo- by Flogger. So I understand. I'm trying to remember what Flogger was like. He was the Flogger was the was the plant that had like the that had like the dishes that they kind of look like satellite dishes. Oh where, like, yeah. Where the sun like reflects it, it's and you have to so shoot long. the you have to shoot the dish back, and that like takes him down. And then you got to like roll up and go in the thing and drop mm-hmm. the bomb, and you got to do it like four times. And it's each, and the dishes like multiply every time. So you got to drop, so you got to move like one dish once, and then he'll fall down, and you do it again. And then it's two, and then it's three, and then it's four. And you got to shoot him and the dish like at the same time to try to. And there's, and, and the save point before Flogger is kind of, it's kind of a ways before you get to Flogger. So you got to like, you know, you got to like not fuck around. And I, I got there with only like one energy tank left, and that's how I died because every. On on each like phase of Flagra, when you beat him, you'll get some more shit. But but he like blocks you from getting to it, so it's kind of hard to get. So I was not able to get any of the energy that he gave you. So oh, like the power, yeah, the power, the power ups that you get after every phase. And I ended up dying the first time through. So I'm like, you know what, fuck Flagra. I'm like, I'm gonna do it again. So I went back and I beat him after that. But yeah, Metroid Prime One. It's really weird to play now. It kind of it kind of feels like I'm playing it with with one hand tied behind my back because like, you know, because it's not dual analog. It was like they were doing their own thing, you know, where it's like it has the Z targeting, but you can't like aim and run at the same time. It's kind of a little bit like trying like playing a. Actually, it's a lot like playing a Resident Evil Four, like same sort of thing, where you yeah. can run, but you can't like run and aim. So you got if you want to aim, you got to like stop and aim, but you can't like you know. So it feels a little weird to me. If it, it feels like. I feel like, like, like I said, I feel like I have this arm that I want to do stuff with, but it's like tied behind my back and I can't use it. So I'm just using one arm, like on one stick here, you know, that's kind of, I remember that game definitely like wore my hands out playing it. Like, because it really utilizes all the buttons on the GameCube controller and then different combinations of like holding things down and doing other things. There's just so many different things you can do in that game that they ran out of like single button inputs for them. Yeah. I just I it it did like kind of make me want to see like a Metroid Prime trilogy HD on Switch with with dual analog controls even though I really don't think that's going to happen. It really seems like 
something they would just not do, especially because they would really have to tweak three a lot because three is all based on motion aiming. Like, you know, you got to like push in and turn. I don't and see how they could. Stuff. But it makes me wish that they would do a Metroid Prime 2 with dual analog, you know, because... That would be a D-make, yeah. Yeah, because it would be cool. But yeah, 3 would have to be a D-make for that. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's I still love that game, but it still feels really weird to not be to play like a first-person shooter game and not be able to like run, you know, move and aim at the same time. But I still love it. I think it looks fucking great. Like, I still think it's an awesome game. I just would dream of, you know, I would love to have it dual analog. You know, could could we just release it with that? I would play the shit out of it. I would totally get it and play the shit out of it if they did that for Switch, which I still don't think they're doing. But Nope. But yeah, Definitely no. not three. We can't rule out the fact that maybe someday the Switch might have an extra peripheral that adds a, you know, more one-to-one pointing kind of thing like the original Wiimote had. Is it going to happen? Probably not. but. It's a possibility. Like it would just be like a USB dongle or something they could do. Oh, what do you mean, like a pointer control thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, why not? They they sort of have it, but but you know, it doesn't. Yeah, we've talked about them before. It doesn't really work that well. Nope. Like we, I haven't played a game that it worked well with yet. Yeah. I mean, I tried doing uh, I tried doing World of Goo, which I love World of Goo on Wii, but on Switch, no, it was not. It did not work right. Well, you have to like. And you know, you do the same thing with the Bridge Builder game. It's like you have to reset yeah. it constantly, and it's like, eh, you know. So it's not really there, but maybe someday we'll get. And I, I like the way, I like the way Metroid Prime Trilogy plays with like you know with with the like motion control because it does kind of feel like dual analog. It's it's almost like you know mouse and keyboard, but you know aiming at the TV. So it did feel a little bit better on that, and that was one of the main reasons that I got it, even though I already had. Metroid Prime One and Two on GameCube, but but at the same time, it's really nice to it's nice to play GameCube on a on a on a sixty five inch TV. Like a, I like it, and I'm really I'm really looking forward to playing Super Monkey Ball again. That's one that I thought about putting in there just because just because I have a new I have like a new GameCube I have a new memory card because my memory card uh, got corrupted my original one that I had right, from the two thousand. Yeah. So I kind of have to do everything all over again. I tried to. I was hoping that I was able to reload my Metroid Prime saves, but I couldn't because I wanted to just do the do it with the fusion suit and all that, you know. But I I, I couldn't I couldn't do like fusion Damn. suit or hard mode or anything like that. So because it, it's right off the front, it's like oh, all your shit's corrupted. You can't do that. I'm like, all right, fuck. So I'm like, I so I feel like I got to go through Monkey Ball and unlock bowling, you know, Monkey Bowling and all that because I want to play it. I want to play it again with my wife. But speaking of bowling, I, I did actually buy a new bowling game. Oh wow! There, there's a there's a bowling game called a Strike Ten Pin Bowling for the Switch, and it's it's basically like their own. Uh, they're trying to bring back uh, Wii Sports and all that, and I think it's pretty good. Like I've we we did have a little a couple mishaps with it at at the Switch event earlier because I haven't played it like full on four player, and it did actually freeze. <laughs> like uh, well, it Uh-oh. froze for one player. Like we were playing four players, and uh, and Fuchsia was trying to play it, and. Uh, she like broke it and we had to restart it because she, for all of a sudden, her character like didn't work anymore. But then she came back and won on the second round. So, you know, I think, it, I think it was just a, just her faking it so she can come back and win. But no, it works pretty well for, uh, I, I feel like it's a little more accurate than the Wii Sports, like the original Wii Bowling. So you have to be a little bit less, you can't just kind of like, you know, move your arm in the same way and get a strike every time. Like it's a little more sensitive, but I feel like it's, it's more like one to one, but basically it's it's a motion control game 
there, there's a demo on there, which I think was an incredibly smart thing to do for their company is just be like, hey, put out a free demo. You could play like five, uh, was it, um, five Jeez. frames of bowling, like half of a game, and just get an idea of like the way it plays. And it was only nine ninety nine, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna get the whole thing. I was I was just talking to Jess about we we've been talking about bowling for a while, about like real bowling and wee bowling and monkey bowling and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna get this bowling game for Switch. And I played a lot of it. Like I actually really enjoyed it. I was playing it by myself and having a really good time. I did some really cool uh, uh split split spare pickup stuff. The dime store, I guess that was what it was called, where I knocked one into another. It's all on Twitter, you know, Nintendo underscore domain. You can check it out on there. But I, I got a turkey, you know, I got three strikes in a row, which took me a minute to get there. I was, I, I was like averaging around like 120, but I got to like 187, so that was pretty cool. Like once I started, kind of figure it out. But I feel like it actually works. Like I feel like, uh, like once you kind of figure out the way the game works, you can actually, you know, get the ball to go the where, where you want the ball to go to. Like, I don't feel like it's broken at all. And another cool thing is you can actually play it. It's, it's, it was originally a mobile game and you can play it handheld the way the mobile game is played. So it's like, it's like a, you know, where you swipe across the screen and you can bowl like that. So there's two different versions. You can play it on the TV with the, with the motion, but you can also play it like holding it vertical, like a phone and just swipe, you know, swipe up and down all touch screen and play it like that, which I thought that was a really cool thing that's on there. And they also have a mode where you can get to the 200 pins at once thing, which I loved from the original Wii, Wii bowling. So that's nice to see. You got to get all the way to, to you got to get all the way to frame 10 though, which I haven't gotten yet. I got all the way to nine, but you got to, you basically have to get a spare on every frame and you know, and you'll lose. You get a certain amount of balls, and you continues, but you run it continues, whatever, so on and so forth. But yeah, no, I've been really enjoying it. I thought it was a pretty good pickup for for ten bucks, and yeah, it was fun. We we got to do a four player multiplayer thing, and it worked all right for the most part. But yeah, I like it. Well, I mean, Bowling. not to get too far ahead of myself, but I did play the demo, so I don't. You know, I want to be very clear before I mention that I'm not complaining about the game. I am also not saying that the game is messed up because I was playing the demo, but I was playing the demo earlier, right before we started. And I actually put a video on our, my Twitter of this happening, but I went to like throw the ball, you know, down the lane. And then all of a sudden it, it just appeared in the middle of the lane, like halfway down. Yeah. That's, that's what happened to Fuchsia. And it was stuck. We it playing. was stuck in the, in yeah. the ground. Right. Yeah. And then I like bowled again and actually managed to get five pins, but, it was really strange how it just like jumped that it glitched like halfway up the alley. Yeah. It, it just, it just wouldn't let her bowl anymore. Is what happened. That's why we had to restart it. Cause cause like it, it ended up in the middle of the lane and then it was just like, you know, you get a gutter for this one. And then when it came back around to her, it, she just couldn't even move the ball. So we just had to start it over again, which is, which is weird. But then after, but then the game after that, it was fine. So I don't know. I think I'm going to wait till MGC to play some more of this. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, no, I hear uh, you. Yeah. I wasn't getting acclimated to the controls, but I also did not play it that much. Sure. I mean, for me, it was just like, it's like $10, you know, and I was looking for another bowling game and I've been, I've been enjoying it a lot, like on the single player side that I think it's totally worth the 10 bucks for me. You know, I don't know if I'll get 10 hours out of it, but well, maybe, you know, if Jess and I played it enough, but, but yeah, that's, that's been fun. Um, Let's talk about a $10 game that I didn't like at all. So everybody on the show, we all, we all know Kevin Fair. Uh, he, he does uh, he does the events that I play games. He's been on our show like two or three times. And uh, 
you know, he has a tendency to give away stuff at these at these events and that type of thing. And uh, he put he put up on the Facebook event being like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna play this drunk foo game, you know, and we're, whoever wins this, they're gonna get free like C two E two passes." He had like two two sets of passes, you know, for for the weekend. I'm like, "All right, cool." And I looked at it and I'm like, "Oh, you know, that looks like uh, kind of remind me a little bit about like Brawl Out, you know, as like a generic Smash Brothers game." I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And it was like nine ninety nine. I'm like, all right, well, I'll try it. And I tried it the other night, and this game is like total fucking garbage. It's awful. Like Kevin kind of threw kind of threw me for one on that one because he's like he he's like I thought it'd be fun to play a really terrible game and and where it's like where it's like doesn't actually take skill to win. And I'm like, ha. Ah. I'm like, fuck you. I went and bought the game because I thought it might be good because you recommended it, but it's awful. It's so bad. Like, I, I played it, for, honestly, I played it for about, like, 15 minutes, and I died three times unintentionally, and I was like, this I was like, this game is awful. Like, this game is so fucking bad. Because it, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll show it to you guys at MGC, but it's, 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 it's basically kind of like Octodad as, like, Smash Brothers, but. But the control doesn't work at all. It's like kind of what it felt like. It's like Ragdoll Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's like Ragdoll Smash Brothers. But no matter what you do, you automatically die. I don't even know <laughs> why why they even sold this game as anything. But yeah, it's ten bucks. Whatever. It's not that much. But still, I was kind of like once I played it, I like commented directly on the Facebook. I was like, I was like, wow, this game is really bad. Like what? <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just died three times. Like not even trying. Like. Yeah, and and we were and we were, it was like a competition tonight, and I tried to do it, and I was like, I'm like maybe I can just stay in like one position and just not move, and then maybe I'll win. But even jumping, like if you jump once, you're automatically off the off the thing. It's like so, it's like really really bad Smash Brothers. So that's so that's what that is. I mean, jeez. Oh yeah, and I also I played Ring. I, you know, I've been trying to play Ring Fit more often, and uh, I played Ring Fit yesterday. And it kind of it kind of broke on me on one on one of the exercises, and it really it was really aggravating. So it broke. It, it just didn't work. It wasn't registering right, and I just couldn't I couldn't figure out how to get it to register. And I'm still trying to do this thing, and it's hard to do anyway because it's like a it's it's like an ab thing where you like lay down and you're like doing you know you're like moving your legs up. You know, it's like a sit up type thing. It it hurts to do crunch. it. And, Sort of. It's like it's like crunches, but you're moving your legs back and forth. But it wasn't registering me moving my legs. And me trying to move my legs like faster to try to get it to register is like hurting more to try to, you know, it's like one of those things that you don't want to have to do a whole bunch of times if you don't have to. And I was just like, yeah, it sucked. It just didn't. For the first time, it was just completely off, and I could not figure out how to fix it. It was just not reading it, and I... And I'm trying to do this exercise that is already kind of difficult to do, and it's just not registering what I'm trying to do, and it's just like, yeah, it sucked. So I didn't do that exercise anymore on that on that specific uh, exercise routine, but I skipped that one just because I didn't want to have to deal with that again. But it was it was weird and it sucked. So it does suck. Yeah, ring fit sucks when it doesn't work, especially when you're trying to when you're trying to like lay down and raise your legs, you know. Trying to move your legs up and down, like for that type of thing, it, it sucks. So I was, I was on, I was on a job yesterday, and I had a lot of downtime. So I was playing Dragon Quest Eight on my 3DS. I, I decided to upgrade. I went from the Game Boy Advance to the 3DS, and uh, I was just, um, I was playing around with that. And I got, I got, you know, I, I got to another boss, and I got stuck on this boss, and 
and I was like, I work like I work like two days in a row with not a whole lot of sleep. So like I, I like slept for like six hours, then I got up and played Dragon Quest for like four or five hours, and then went to bed again. But while I was playing Dragon Quest Eight, I was like, you know, had I got beaten by this guy, and I ended up in this area where there were a whole bunch of like king slimes. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna look, try to kill these king slimes and like you know level myself up. So I started. So I like looked online. I was like, "How do you kill these king slimes?" Because you know they like run away from you most of the time once you run into them. And I kind of like got it down to like sort of a pattern where one of my characters, Yangus, he has this move called the Executioner, which doesn't land every time, but when it does, it does two hundred fifty points. And all of the king slimes they have twenty points, so if you get above that, you automatically kill them. So I was like. Yeah, I was like killing like three or four in a row of the king slimes, and I got to the point where my critical level was higher for for one of, for my other character Jessica. So every time she attacks, she might get a critical critical and then kill the king slime. Anyway, I basically I basically grinded for like I got everybody up like five levels from just doing from killing king slimes, and because they give you thirty thousand experience points for each one, wow. so you level up everyone almost every time. So. So yeah, I just kind of like fell into this King Slime loop, and it was kind of fun. I was just running around hunting King Slimes, you know, because you can, on Dragon Quest Eight you can see them on, on the field, yeah. you know, so I'm like, and they run away from you, but I was like trying to catch them. And, I've seen one, but I wasn't powerful enough for him. Oh, okay. Because they, they'll hit you at like 50 damage or something like that, but... Yeah, I was too weak for that at the time. You mo- you mostly just want them to stay there. Like, it's it's fine if they hit you. Like, you just want them to not leave. Because they'll leave in the first round sometimes, and it's all kind of like how much damage you can do on each of the rounds, because the the farther you get into it, the more rounds you do, the, the higher chance of the slime leaving. So you want to you wanna be able to kill it in like the first or second round. That's definitely the first round if you can, but... But yeah, I kind of got into this own like mini, you know, like mini game of it of just trying to hunt slimes, and it was cool. And I ended up, uh, I ended up getting the right parts to get the liquid, the liquid slime gun or the liquid metal, the liquid metal sword, which is like one of the highest swords of the game. So it was pretty cool. It was just like it, everything just kind of domino, dominoed together. And then I went back and fought that boss and just like just ripped right through him like, after I'd been doing that. And then there was another boss after That's that, right. and I beat that boss as well. And I think I'm actually at the end of Dragon Quest Eight, and I'm actually at the end. I think I'm at the end of Dragon Quest Eight and Eleven. So if I would have had more time today, I could have beat both of them in one day. Like that's what I was thinking about. I was like, man, I could just like run through both of these because I'm nah, right. Don't do that to yourself. Well, I'm at, I'm at the part where I like it's it's the boss. I'm at the like last boss of both. You know, the first last boss. They both they both have after game stuff, but you know. But I was like, man, I could, you know, I could try to do both, you know. <laughs> so that's, and I'm at 70 hours on both of them, so a little bit less on eight. But, but yeah, they kind of, they kind of like came together. And I've, I've done most of the, I've done most of the side quests on Dragon Quest Eleven. I was trying to finish all of those before I go to the final boss. And I actually got, I had some other shit happen to me when I when I went to bed last night. I was I was in. I was doing some of the uh, 2D, the the talking, the talklings, whatever, whatever you call them, mm-hmm. tackles. The tackle. I was doing the tackle side mission stuff, and I was like in the middle of it. I was in the middle of a man of a of a dungeon. And I'm like, well, I'll do this in the morning. I'll, I'll do this whenever I get up. And I forgot about it. And then when I got to the switch event, I'm like, well, shit. I like turn on my switch, and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm in the middle of this dungeon. So I'm like, all right, I got to get through this so we can do the bowling later. So I'm just, I was just sitting there, just playing through it, playing through it, playing through it. 
And uh, and I got to like a big boss. I beat that boss. And then the boss. And then there was another boss after that. And guess what? Guess what that boss was? It was a king motherfucking metal slime. Huh? <laughs> right after that, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I, I'm like, I beat so many of these guys. I'm like, I can do this, but I don't have Yangus. I don't have the executioner. Like I had it on the other one. Like he's not in there, and I don't have that move. So I'm like, fuck. But I did the unbridled blade, and I got through it. Actually, the the boss that I fought before Yangus. He actually was impervious to physical attacks, so I couldn't use the unbridled blade. So that sucked too. So I had to do so I had to do like regu- regular magic spells against him. But but I made it through. I made it through the metal slime. I beat the king metal slime, and I'm like, yes, awesome. I'm like, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna be good. And I go and I go to like the warp out of the toppling area, and it says game error, and it kicks me right out of the game. No, the game. Yeah. So I didn't get, I didn't save, and I saved none of that. I got to do all that shit again. The game kicked me out, like right when I went to the warp out to go save. It said game error. Never had that happen in Dragon Quest Eleven. First time for me too. It said game error, and it kicked me out of the game. And I'm on the and I'm on the menu screen. Yeah, I was like, I was so sad. I was like, oh, but but I was like, but uh, uh, but I did, I did all this stuff. Like I tried to, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's what happened to me. <laughs> this week, that's a bummer. Yeah, it killed me. Like after the, like with the, like how epic it was with the king slime all over again and all that shit. And yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, they kicked me out. Kicked me out of the game, so I couldn't save. So those like two, three hours or whatever I spent on that dungeon is gone. Ugh. Yeah, which I was thinking about that. When I was getting a little nervous when I was doing all the king slime hunting on eight. I was like, I was like, man, I hope like nothing gets fucked up and I might accidentally lose this or whatever. And I didn't, but. But I've never gotten kicked out of a game like that on 3DS. This is a Switch thing. I've never had this happen in on like the Wii U or the Wii or anything like that. My Switch is the only system that has done that. That has like completely kicked me out of a game and not let me save. You know, I've had it a couple of times. It doesn't happen often, but it happens a couple of times. Same. Yeah, it's just it doesn't really happen for a whole lot of the other systems. It's happened to me twice. Yeah, at least sucks. twice, maybe three times. It happened. It happened. I told you it happened at the very, very end of Ease Eight. But it, yeah. but everything was was uh, auto save, so I was I didn't lose anything, and I was hoping that there was an auto save auto, auto save with Dragon Quest Eleven as well. But I don't know. I I tried to look at what the time was, and it said that I was missing an hour from whenever I I don't know. I'll try it another time. I haven't got to check it out yet, but that's what I've been doing. What do you guys been up to? <laughs> well, uh, like I said earlier, I did. I the only thing I really bought this week was the VIG. So drop that cash on the. Very important gamer pass. Hoping to. Oh wait, hold on. Sorry, I did. I do have. I do have one thing that I forgot. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. My wife did, but I have. I have Dark Samus. Just just oh, found nice. it for me. Oh, very nice. At Target, I found you. She found. She found the Dark Samus. Let's see it. So there you go. Here's Dark Samus. It was. Uh, it was. She had to. She said it was on one of the end caps that it's not normally on. So she had to kind of look extra for it. It wasn't with the other amiibo, but but yeah, she got me Dark Samus awesome. right here, and uh, I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna try to do it as quick as I can. Live action on opening. Here's the money. Oh no! Taking it out of the blister. There it is. That's what I'm looking for. Boom. No, it's really cool because the texture I think looks really neat neat on it. I don't know if you can tell on there, but sort of. It looks 
the way the shoulder pads look super duper dope. Very cool. Where'd she end up finding it? Uh, Target. She found it at the Target. I was working on Monday, and she went she went to Target and found it and didn't tell me about it. And it was just like sitting. It was just sitting on the table when I got home. But yeah. Aww. But here, I, I got Dark Samus. Super awesome. So cool. So, yeah. That is cool. That was the other, not a purchase that I made, but my wife bought it for me. You have the complete Metroid set? I do. I have all of them. I don't know. I think there's like five or six, something like that. Anyway, sorry. Continue about the VIG. Oh, no worries, because, I mean, that's really all I bought this week. Um, I play a lot of games, though. So other than the VIG uh, purchase, I, uh, I've i been playing Tetris 99 a lot. I'm just completely hooked on that game again. been trying to get the themes, and I finally got my uh, Tetris theme that I missed, the uh, the original, the Game Boy Tetris. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. So I just got that finally, and it's the first of the alternate themes I've played with where I can actually, like, use it in the actual 99 without feeling like it affects my performance. Cause I, I've never been formally diagnosed with being colorblind, but I don't know. It just seems like maybe there's something like that going on. Cause certain like color palettes, I just feel like the game's harder, but what, for whatever reason, maybe that's not the reason, but, uh, wait, I mean, you know, the, you know, the shape of the, you know, the shape of the shape. So I, I mean, do, I mean, we it just, it starts kind of blur together oh, like, okay. my, when I'm playing quickly. And, uh, and so I started playing with the the new theme, and I love it. And I've been doing like at least just as well with it in the Tetris ninety nine. So just doing that, still trying to uh, stock up points to get. I guess I mean I want to get all the special themes first that I missed. And I already had the Kirby one, so I just need to get the Yoshi. What is it? There's a Fire Emblem one and a uh, yeah, it's a Fire Fire Emblem Pokemon. Luigi's Mansion, Splatoon was another one. Oh, yeah. I, well, I need to get all those. Yeah, they, they the did only one I have is the Kirby one, and the. Uh, do I have the Splatoon one? I might have the Splatoon one. Splatoon was one of the early. I well, the the Game Boy one was the first one, and Splatoon was after that. And I very very barely missed the Game Boy one, and I've always just kind of been hung up on getting that theme ever since. I thought it wasn't going to be available ever, but thankfully it did. It did come back. Yeah. Uh, still playing Resident Evil 4. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show I was so 2004. That's because I realized the games I've been putting the most time into were both released in 2004 originally, which is Resident Evil 4 and Dragon Quest 8. Oh, DQ8? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just beat the Village Chief in Resident Evil 4. Um, I'm clocking along steadily in that. Uh, he was... Every time I play that game, the bosses are easier than I remember because they just seem so like crazy at the first playthrough because of like the gra- like the graphical jump mm. that game kind of offered at the time, and the bo- the bosses were very th- three dimensional. And uh, yeah, the Bill's Chief was really easy. He just like kept charging at me, and I just keep shooting him, and he'd fly back, and then I'd shoot him. And, uh, but I wanted to try my G Bros adapter with the Resident Evil Four. And uh, I was just getting ready to do it when my batteries died. So oh. I've got I've got my I've got some rechargeable double A's. Um, later on tonight, after we, we record, I'm gonna pop them back in and see how that works. If it actually works okay, or if it's like mapped into some kind of strange way where it doesn't work. Still playing Dragon Quest Eight. I'm on the part in the game where you get to the uh, like the Abbey or whatever it is, and there's like the guy the kid who is like dumped by the monarch there. Who's like the head of the 
the knights that like protect the abbey or whatever. Do you remember that part? Kinda. Well, anyway, I, that's where I'm at. So like, I go in. You end up making friends like in the nearby town of Simpleton with this character that's like addicted to gambling, but he's also one of the knights of the abbey. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you go back there and you witness him getting like uh, put on suspension or something along those lines, where he's mm-hmm. like, they take away his ability to leave. He can't leave the abbey, or he if he does, then he's never allowed back again. So he's stuck in there. And uh, he tells you like an alternate way to get to the, I can't remember what the name of the head guy is at the Abbey, but I've got to go find him because this jester character who I guess is evil has already murdered a couple of people. Oh yeah. Talking to him. Dual Magus, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's dual Magus or if it's somebody else, but yeah, I feel, I felt like you saw dual Magus pretty early in that game. Like, like you see him, he looks like a gesture or just, okay. Yeah. He's like the main bad guy, but you, you see him, you see him fairly early in the game. Cool. Cause you know, he cursed the King and all that. Yeah. So, uh, and, and still the, enjoying that game. Yeah. But, uh, while I was going down that road, I did, I ran into a metal slime, but it ran away from me like first round before I could even attack it. So that sucked. But, uh, um, got just completely obliterated by that the mini boss or i'm not sure if it's a mini boss or an actual boss but just completely obliterated so i need to grind a little bit and as far as i know all my equipment is tip top i've got all the best equipment that's available in the shops so yeah i just need to level up a little bit um i've been playing king of cards uh especially today yeah, i yeah. played it a little bit the other day too but and I'll get back, get into why I had to stop playing it here in a little bit. But uh played it on the TV with the Pro Controller today and actually got to the point where you play the card game. Oh, nice. And it's pretty fun. Like, I think it's actually a pretty solid little card game that's, you know, the whole deceptively simple kind of way these things work when they're good games. Um, it's like little tiles that you're sliding around based on these arrows that are on the cards. And it's pretty fun. And it's kind of a little bit like the Pokemon trading card game, or that's probably the best way I could describe it, where you run into a lot of characters just doing random things and they, and they want to challenge you to a a card battle. So you do that and then you can get, you get to steal one of their cards if you win. So I guess in a way it's a little bit like the, is that game in a final fantasy seven? The, or was it final fantasy eight? Nine, nine had a card game too. It, yeah, there's card games in a lot of RPGs, but. This is a card game within an like a like a Mega Man type action game. So okay, so it's a fun little uh, combination of the two. So I've actually made a little bit of progress in that, and uh, I think I'm like a little over two and a half hours into it. I'm having a good time with it. Um, I downloaded the Strike demo, the Strike Bowling demo, and oh yeah, we kind of talked about that. So that's been my experience with that game so far. Um. Oh, Green of Time, I talked about buying that last week. I beat the first dungeon uh, and went to Hyrule Castle and am getting ready to go to the second, of the, to get the second Spirit Stone. And uh, still been trying to play that in 3D as much as I can. I've realized, like, I really love the uh, the tilt controls for when you use the oh, projectile yeah. weapon. That so far, I only have the slingshot. And that kind of brings you out of the 3D. Like it really does. To do that. And yeah. So if you want to be accurate when you're like trying to take down the skull tolls on the wall, sometimes it's better to just take it out of 3D mode. Uh-huh. But 
otherwise the 3d looks gorgeous and i played goma in 3d and actually managed to do that completely accurately well because i use z targeting but so i beat the first boss in 3d and it just looked really cool and it was almost as as impressive as the first time i beat that boss and just the way it kind of like decays you know in 3d is really cool um otherwise that's the games i'm playing um one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I got a little scared the other day because I went to bed playing my Switch and I had the extra charger plugged into the wall next to my bed. So I plugged the Switch in overnight, put it in sleep mode, picked it up the next day to like play a little bit more and the battery was completely dead. I couldn't get it to turn on. I'm like, what? It was plugged in the whole time. And I messed with it for a good like. 10 minutes before I finally, I was like, all right, well, I'm really worried that my switch is dead. Um, I was trying to hold the button down and that wasn't doing anything the power button. So yeah, I went to a, uh, a troubleshooting thing through, I'm pretty sure it was through Nintendo's website. And uh, I just realized I wasn't holding the button down long enough. You have to hold it down like 15 to 20 seconds to get the. And so once I did that, it would actually shut down. But then when I turned it on again, Basically what had happened and I can't I don't remember what software I was playing, but one of the whatever game I was playing when I put it in sleep mode had gotten it into a loop where just for whatever reason it couldn't charge. Oh weird. So I had to completely like, you know, hold it down soft soft power it down or whatever that's called and uh, just let it charge for about an hour. And then when I turned it back on it was finally up to like fifty percent power and I could play it again. But I had like a serious like I just was feeling really, really like, oh no, is my switch broken? I really hope not. Like just thinking about all those hours I put in all those games and stuff. And you know, with the uh mine too. But you got you got a backup though. I mean, through the Nintendo online service, they back up your games. Well, needless to say, I wasn't really thinking too rationally other than, oh no, my switch is broken. What am I gonna do? I can't afford another switch. Like I just yeah, bought yeah. the IG that kinda like yeah. wiped me out on extra money for a little while. So uh, luckily though that scare has been uh, triumphed over for now. Um, <laughs> you know, like the, maybe the third week after I bought my switch, I was like, Oh man, I bought a dead switch. And it was the same thing. I looked it up and someone said, just no, 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 just, you know, let it charge for an hour and then it'll be all right. And then sure enough, it came back on. But that was after I'd already bought a second power plug. Because oh, yeah. I thought my power plug was busted, but eh, I got I got a spare power plug now. But yeah, that happened to me too. So yeah, it was scary. I got really scared. I was like, "No, please don't happen now." Um, one one other scare I had was that my I dropped my 3ds. I had my 3ds with me because I've been playing Dragon Quest Eight, of course, and I've been taking my 3ds everywhere. And uh, I had it in my inside pocket in my coat, and I went to go see my partner. Uh, did like a comedy show comedy musical show at an open mic um, this past Monday. So I went to go watch her perform and, you know, I was having a good time, had a couple drinks and starting to get a little warm. So I took my coat off and kind of draped it over the back of a chair. And then like, you know, after she performed, there was a few other acts. So we just were hanging out watching other acts. And I, and I was like, well, I kind of want to go have a cigarette outside. You know, I was drunk enough that I wanted to smoke a cigarette. And I picked up my coat, and my my uh, DS fell out of my pocket because of how it was like upside down. Oh no! It hits the ground, and it's not super loud, but I was just kind of like felt like I kind of disturbing the uh, 
performance a little bit. And I just kind of like stood there for a second and I could see it like down at my feet, but I didn't want to like make a big deal leaning down to grab it. And so I kind of waited for the uh, act to be almost over. And then I reached down and grabbed it like really quick and I grabbed it and I put it in my pocket and I was just standing there for a second. And I was like, wait a minute. Like I should just make sure I didn't drop anything else. Cause like, I don't know, like maybe something else fell out of my coat. And so I turned my light on on my phone, and my Dragon Quest game was laying on the ground. It like popped out. Oh no! And I'm like, no. Luckily, I had just saved, and actually, I don't even think that was the game that was open. I think I was playing like something on Virtual Console, so it didn't really matter. But um, yeah, I almost lost Dragon Quest Eight, like the cartridge itself. Like maybe I would have found it. Maybe it would have been fine. But there was just a little scare I had where I need to be a little more careful with my uh, my 3ds because. Apparently the games will just pop right out if you drop it. Oh no! Well, I mean they'll pop out like just for no reason. Like I know I remember Jess was having a hard time with uh with um Animal Crossing, the Animal Crossing New Leaf would sometimes just pop out of the 3ds. And then if you well, she was just doesn't matter it when you saved last. It doesn't matter. Like well, it'll revert to that. But yeah, yeah, she would lose. The game saves just sometimes. simply won't yeah. boot up. It'll say cartridge ejected. Yeah. To restart software. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was something I was thinking about with DQ8 when I was playing that. I was like, uh, because you know, because I had progressed a lot. I was like, what do I need? Because I had to get home from the shoot or whatever. And then I was like, I need to get to a save point. And I did, whatever. But I'm glad you found it because it was. I mean, imagine if you left it there, that would have been. Bad I'd be so also. sad. Yeah. I mean, I would probably would have. I probably would rebuy it pretty quick. Yeah, but I'm you'd still you'd still that. lose it, lose the game, and that's never cool, you know. The last time I want to, or rather, the last thing I want to talk about, kind of related to this, um, and the ma- one of the main reasons why I've only been taking my 3DS with me, and that's because my left Joy-Con is just like rapidly declined, like it's like a rapidly onset turbulent illness or something. No. Like it just is unusable anymore. Like it'll work for like maybe five minutes, and then it like starts doing the random like direction, usually up. Oh yeah, yeah, and. uh no matter what I'm playing, if if it accepts input from the the uh, analog stick part of the of the controller, then it just jacks up the gameplay, mm. and uh, you have to re you have to disconnect and reconnect the Joy Cons through the software. So, I pretty much can't play my Switch in portable mode anymore. I no, mean, no. I could it's theoretically bring a controller <laughs> with me and play it, you know, separate. Yeah. So that's still an option. Don't get me wrong; I'm not completely you know, isolated from playing it in portable mode, but it's just not the pick up and play joy that I had before. So I need to get this thing fixed. I maybe need to buy a new set of joy cons. I've mentioned that previously. Just don't know if I can afford it now, but uh, I think it's sad. So I had a theory, maybe more of a yeah conspiracy theory, but what if my 3ds did, what if my 3ds assassinated the joy con <laughs> because it wanted me to pay attention to it again. I, I think I think what needs to happen is that we need to call Nintendo. Yeah, because I was just talking to a friend of the show. He he was actually on our podcast before, David David Walker, of uh of the Conmen DRW or RDW. Uh-huh. Uh, he I was talking. He was at the event earlier, and I was talking to him, and he said he had two Joy Cons go out, and he actually called Nintendo, and they did send him like a they they sent him a sticker, you know, like a a post it thing to send it back. So. So I think that is still in effect. So I think both of us need to just call Nintendo and just be like, hey, listen, can you do something about this Joy-Con? Because, yeah, you know, 
I mean, I, 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 he said he had two Joy-Cons on both sides, like his yeah. left, left and his right one both went out. So, so yeah, he, he like called them about that and they did, they did actually send him a, a thing. So, well, you know. hopefully I've got good news next week about whether yeah. or not I've at least gotten that process started. Yeah. So I think we should I've try, already, I've yeah. already, I'm already playing mental gymnastics with myself though, about, about, uh, trying to figure out the, if you can get sub- another subtract, one or not, subtract yeah. the cost of the, of what I'll pay for new Joy-Cons from the cost of us, uh, a switch light. Oh, and oh. Worth the extra money to have the cool new tech to just not get the new joy cons and instead just get the portable only switch. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd say stick with the original switch. I'd aren't say they like yeah. 70 bucks. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Joy cons aren't cheap. They're eight, do- they're $80 unless so they're track that from, if I could find it for sale for 170, I'm going to pay 90 extra to have the fully new. But think, switch. but think of it this way though, the switch light, that is forever Joy-Con drift. Like you cannot switch out Joy-Cons on that. I haven't heard anything about Joy-Con drift problems. Oh, I have. Oh, have you? It's, yeah, okay. it, it's kind well, of. I haven't been following. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like it's kind of the same thing, except this is actually hardwired to the system, and you can't change right. it out. They confirmed that the tech inside is, is the, the same. Exact same. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So that that's so the, instead of being able to get a replacement, you have to serve the entire console. Switch. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's that's what kind of. I mean, I don't. For me, well, I'm, I told I'm, you. I told yeah. you it was mental gymnastics. I don't really sure. feel like it's a it's a, a logical thought at all. But. Yeah, I, I say I say I say try to get Nintendo to get you another Joy-Con and maybe yeah. get a backup Joy-Con at the same time. But yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, the Switch Lite, yes, having a lot of the same problems as a Switch, whereas it's it's it's, it's doing the Joy-Con drift, but you can't. You know you can't, you bring, can't, you can't replace bring, it. Yeah. You can't break it off and send it because it's part of it. And actually, I was on the camp and I said it on the show. I was under the impression that maybe it'd be better because it was hardwired, but I guess it. Is, I guess it's just the same technology. So it's still whatever's wearing down to cause the drift is still there. Like they didn't fix that, which is weird. Like I don't understand. Yeah. And we we were talking about that. It. We were talking about that at the event too, and we've talked about about before on the show. Like I've had my 3ds like longer than my Switch. I've had my GameCube controllers like longer than that, and I never had a drift issue. Not even on my '64 controllers, which I've had since '98. You know, those are over you twenty years old, and there's no drift the on that. You think they come up with a solution? As, and as long as they're sending people new Joy Cons, they would actually send them like a new revamped Joy Con rather than send them the same model again. That's going to break. It's probably it. cheaper to just do it that way, though. Yeah, cheaper to. Because how many people are going to go through the trouble of doing that over and over again? Of what, getting new Joy-Cons? I don't know. I'm just speculating. Because I know for me, it's hard to get to the post office. I don't have a car, and the post office is pretty far out from where I live. Yeah. And where I work and stuff. Sure. So, like, it's going to be a whole, like, so special like a, trip. Which yeah. I'm it's sure a, it's like that for you, too, John. It's an ordeal. But, yeah. But getting to the post office is just such a pain. It's like, uh. But if they sent me a label, a, a mailing label, that'd be a different story. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. That's that, what I did for my controllers. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. So, I mean, I think we should. I think we should maybe give him a call and see see what happens. See if we can get him to send something. But you were saying, I don't, I don't know if we recorded this or not. But you were saying that like the Joy-Con was so bad that you weren't able to even bowl with it, right? Or like you, you're thinking even even the um, motion was bad on it. Oh, no, right. no, no. So I did, when I played the 10-pin bowling, or whatever the hell it's called, strike demo, um, 
it was fine. So, I mean, I don't think anything's wrong with the controls themselves in that game. Oh, okay. I think the way they've, whatever framework they've established their controls, seems like they work just fine. Oh, cause I, I it's thought- just that it's just so, playing Wii Bowling is so intuitive, and I'm sure you felt the same way, that it's like, whether or not I know the controllers to my brain, I'm still, like, muscle memory trying to play, like, the Wii version. Mm. Yeah, I thought I thought you were saying because you told me that you're happy that the right that the right one worked, and it and does. Not, and I don't the have any problems one. with the right one as far as I can oh, tell. It's, yeah. just, it's the left Joy-Con, specifically the thumbstick, that's oh, okay. causing the trouble because games that just use the D-pad aren't doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that sucks. Well, that'll be something we should both try to call Nintendo by next week and see if we can get get that taken care of or at least like i don't know we'll see see if they'll send us a thing but i'm gonna go ahead and say for my pick of the week king of cards like i wish i could play it portable blah 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 what was me but but it's good right it's a great game um and it's a nice final installment i think of shovel knight it has enough new going on with it not just the straight up uh adventure mechanics but that the card game being added to there and like kind of putting a little bit more even more like uh, emphasis on the NPCs being part of the story, like it makes you feel more like a a, a secondary character, not the main character, which is mm. kind of nice. And uh, uh, I, I really like the way they they make it happen in this game. Isn't isn't the uh, isn't like the um, Shovel Knight Smash Brothers on there too? Yeah. Have you tried that at all? It reminds me a lot of. Uh, I'm sure it's way better, but it reminds me of uh, drag the uh, <laughs> Double Dragon. Is it Double Dragon, the first one where you play like, and you always have to be the same two characters against each other? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That that's kind of what it makes game. me think yeah. of when I play it. It's just like a super like you know trimmed down one on one fighter, but I'm sure it's better. But I just was kind of like, okay, well here you go. I'm playing like a boss fight, but with a much weaker character. Oh, so it's not like, and I was only playing with the the CPU. You know, I wasn't. I don't know if you can actually play it online with that, or if it's local play only so it's not like you can knock the character off the map it's not like smash not brothers where you like i remember hit him farther and farther Nothing like no that. it was yeah. just like straight up it was melee attacks or you know whatever attacks your character has but using them offensively like you were fighting a boss controlled by another character hmm. still though king of cards especially if you have the the uh the uh, treasure treasure trove collection treasure trove yes it's free so just play it yeah i mean Shovel Knight, all of the all of the like new additions, whatever I think, have all been good. So I feel like they've been they've been killing it. The card game's fun. Yeah, I think the card game is a fresh addition that is actually pretty addictive once you get into it. Cool. Is that that for you then? Yep. All right. Well, for me, not much to report this week. I didn't play anything new, but one thing of note: there was a really cool level in Mario Maker that I wanted to mention, and it was a music level uh, to the tune of. You spin me right round, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, right. And like, it was all spin jumps, and I just thought it's one of the most creative music levels that I've ever played because it's a. Um, why? Why do you have to spin jump? Is it because of like there's like spikes or something that you can't land on? Yeah, it's a, it's like a music platform level, so it's not just an automatic music level. You're actually doing platforming. Yeah, yeah, but you have to do the spin jump. Is it because of like spikes? Yeah, spikes and okay. um, and thwomps and. Um, all that stuff, the old spiky characters. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it was a very creative level, and the, the arrangement of the music was just very 
how should I say, like, thorough. Like, there were multiple layers to the music. It wasn't just, you know, one instrument. It was, like, maybe five instruments going on at once. Cool. And so it just sounded like a real complete song. Mm. Um, but then the bad part is that I forgot to write down the level code, and it has disappeared off the list, so I haven't been able to find it. I've been, like, searching Google to try and find oh, this weird. level again. You, it's, I, I guess it's it... I guess it doesn't like show you like what levels you played, right? On your system, it should. There's no way. So I I, I favorited it, yeah. But there's no then way. Maybe they took it down. Yes, and you should be able to find it through there, unless well, yeah, unless they no took way, it down or Nintendo did. Everything that you favorited, you, you can subscribe to the creator. Okay. Right, but I didn't do that. Unfortunately, I thought you could favorite levels. Well, if you I mean, like, you can, you can like them. Yeah, yeah. If you like them, you it'll like save them. it. It'll save it if you like it. It'll that you can look at that and be like, look at the levels you liked. But it'll only save like so many. Like if you liked like yeah. fifty, you only see like maybe twenty of them or something like that. Yeah, and I've played a lot since then. So yeah, it's not there. But oh, well, that's anyway. a shame. Keep an eye well, out. It's for also that. possible they right took it down. Possible. Yeah, maybe. Depending on how new it was, and maybe they had some, they found a, ge- a, a level breaking glitch and they wanted to fix it. I don't know. Like I want you to find it again. I'm just trying to think about what it could be. They found out that uh, Spin Semi Right Round was uh, copyrighted and they were going to get sued. And they're like, oh, we got to get rid of it. They forgot that that guy passed away relatively recently. And Did he? Within the past couple of years. It's probably close to two years now. Ah. Hmm. Who is, what band is that? Dead or Alive. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I like that song. It's a good song. We also, I mean, we did, we also did our, we played our uh, streaming Mario Maker stuff. And John actually called through the, was able to call through the Google Hangouts, like through his phone. So we were actually able to keep him on there for the whole thing. So that was pretty the whole cool. time. All right. That's the way to do it. You were able to talk to us the whole time. It was fun. It made it a lot more fun. Like, you know, we weren't having everybody yeah. inadvertently yeah. sabotaging each other. Yeah. And we, and I downloaded, well, like I downloaded some random stuff from, didn't we do uh didn't we do like some Chris Kohler levels where we did like the Zelda all at yeah. once and stuff like that? And uh and yeah, and the one the one guy, Lewis, that was sending us stuff, I played a couple of his levels and yeah, it was fun. We just went through and we had you know, we had people sending us new level codes and stuff like that, so it's a good time. Yeah. Those co op levels are fun. If yeah, you have if you have people regular thing. If you have people to send us stuff, yeah, you can do that. But uh, yeah, that's that's all. Did you have anything else you want to mention? Oh yeah, so I, f- I found out. So Calibre. So here, there's the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo, and I was like, you know, it's got to be coming up sometime soon. So I looked it up. Come to realize it's the weekend right before MGC. So oh. I'm gonna have a good two weeks. Oh, you're gonna go to both. I'm gonna do both because this one's cheap. It's only sixty bucks for the whole weekend. I mean, that's kind of how MGC is. If you don't do the VIG, that's why I normally didn't do the VIG because it's a lot more. Cause don't I mean didn't we normally get like well we got like Saturday and Sunday for like fifty I think yeah it was like fifty to seventy somewhere around there yeah so yeah this one's right in, not in my neighborhood it's in, in Pasadena a couple miles away but it's only an eh, hour fifteen minutes on the train yeah so I'm gonna do that sounds like fun yeah cool Should be maybe you'll see someone there that'll also be at uh, MGC I would bet on it. You know, Maybe so I, as I was looking up the time for the show, I was like, "Well, I hope they're not the same weekend." But then I thought they definitely arrange these. They wouldn't schedule two big gaming expos the same weekend. You never know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I wonder. There might be. Yeah, you might. It might see friend of the show uh, Jeffrey Wittenhagen. He might be at both. He goes to a lot of those. You know, or maybe Retronauts will be at both. Who knows? 
Maybe so. Yeah, if you are in the SoCal area and you're going to the gaming expo, look out for me. I'll be there. If you are Soul Caliber, go to the Soul Cal Retro Expo. Is that all you've been playing? That's what I got. All right, cool. Well, let's take a break and we'll talk about some new shit. Sounds good. You. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. Talk about the news. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. There's a couple games that came out this week. That game that I pre-ordered, pre-purchased, came out. The uh, Stranger's Wrath is out now. I played a little bit of it. I didn't play enough to mention it earlier on our on our show and all that. But it's it's a strange game. It's like a first-person shooter slash third-person platformer, but all of your ammo is live. And you use it to not kill people, but to basically, like, knock them out, stun them, whatever. It's a weird game. It takes place in the odd world, world, you know? So, if you remember Abe's Odyssey and all that stuff, it's kind of on that same level of strangeness. I feel like it was, like, one of the last ones that came out, too, before they, like, 
we're done with that. But yeah, that came out. That came out this week. Also, uh, weird one. Uh, I mean, John dropped it on the Slack, but uh, there's like a new Witcher game spinoff. Just kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. That was mm-hmm. kind of weird. Yeah, uh, it's called the uh, The Witcher Tales. Thronebreaker. Thronebreaker, the Witcher Tales. Yep. Now, did you get? Did you guys watch the trailer for it? I didn't. No. I, I watched the trailer, and actually, it looks like. Have you played the card game at all, Jeremy, on uh, Witcher 3? I can't remember what it's called, but yes, I've tried it out. That's basically what this game looks like. It looks like more of the card game, except you can walk around through towns yeah. like in third person. And I read some comments about it on Reddit and stuff about people that had actually played it, because it's already on PC. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what they said. It was like kind of a simplified version of that game. Yeah, it looked like a, a slightly modified version of that game. With some like light RPG elements in the middle. Oh, and also as of as of this recording, Speaking Simulator is available as of right now. Still, oh, wow. still Just for happened. eight, still for eighteen dollars. Still on sale till I don't know when. Um, till the thirtieth, so it will not be on sale by the time this is posted. But it's up right now. Also, uh, for sales, uh, Celeste is like six dollars right now. It's like six fifty. So. For anybody who missed Celeste and wanted to play it. I want to tell Jess about it, but I didn't get around to it. I was going to be like, hey, get Celeste for six bucks. Maybe I'll do that. But yeah, six bucks. it's super cheap. Oh, it's totally worth it. I think it's six fifty, And I think that's going to like, the, I don't know, I think a little bit into February, something like that. Just the soundtrack's worth six bucks. The soundtrack is quite good. It's one of those, you know, it's one of those games that make you feel things. Uh, Cuphead is on sale still. Also makes you feel things that yeah like ang- like anger <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, no actually Celeste is only on, on sale to the thirtieth also damn I thought it was on sale later so if you're gonna get it get it now uh, Killer Queen Black was on sale for ten dollars I mean it, I left it on last week's episode but yeah it was on sale and it is still on sale till till the fifth so you have till next week there's some other random stuff that's on sale on there I see Mortal Kombat's on sale a lot again it seems to be on sale all the time. Yeah, take a look. Puzzle Quest is on sale. Power Rangers game. Some other shit. I'm not going to read through all of them. Monster Boy is on sale again. I thought about getting that because I still want to play that game. But yeah, um, what was it? Uh, Kentucky Kentucky Route Zero, whatever that was, that, that came out this week also. And it's the full, like, I guess it was a multi-installment game otherwise, but this you just get it all at once. Plus oh, really? The newest version is. Or the oh, newest okay. installment. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Didn't know that. Um, we found out. We found out what Square was teasing last week. Portal Three, <laughs> <laughs> the Turing test. And I don't know. It looks like it looks like an interesting, uh, interesting first-person puzzle game. So it looks like Portal. Sure. I mean, Portal Two was incredible. So if it's going to be like Portal, then I say more power to you. You know, more Portal to you. Go do that. Especially since we don't have. Anything like Portal? Well, I guess we have the, what the there's a bridge game based on Portal. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have. Uh, I think we don't have Portal on the Switch. There's a, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, we don't have anything from uh, from those guys. The orange. What, what do Valve. you call, what do you call them? Valve. Yeah. There's no. no Valve stuff on there. It's a shame. I mean, we have like we have Payday too, but we don't have. A, it'd be really cool if they put like Left for Dead on there or something. Mm-hmm. I know that was like sort of an Xbox exclusive, but but yeah, no. I mean, it's. Uh, it's a first-person puzzle game. I don't know. I don't, I don't see any portals in it, but it looks like... Uh, what, what was the other... There's another game, the game that had 
that had the different colors that you shot that you shot. That's kind of like Portal Two, which is which is already on Switch. But, mm. but different colors. Yeah, it's called like I don't know. I I can't think of it. It's like Chrome something or other. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I had it on PS3. It was, there is it was that game Quantum Conundrum. I don't know if you ever played that. That's mm. that was a few years ago. That hasn't come out for Switch, but uh, it was a little bit like Portal. I don't think it was made by Valve, but mm-hmm. it was like people in common that had worked on Portal or something like that. That was a weird game. Yeah, maybe. Basically, it consisted of like you almost like had a gravity gun, but then you switch between different dimensions, and then everything had different. Is it like, like a properties depending on what dimension you were in? Dimension gun. Yeah, yeah. Something so like. That. Well, you would swap between dimensions. So, like, there's like the fluffy dimension, and then, so like, if you needed to move a heavy object across the screen, like you would like pick it up or whatever and toss it, and then switch to the fluffy dimension or whatever, and then it would be huh. really light, and then it would fly across the room, and then you'd switch back. There's just all this kind of interesting stuff that would have been really fun, but mostly you're just moving a bunch of safes around. So it's called a uh, safe mover. The game, kind of, yeah. But that's the most portal-like game I've played, other than Portal. No, yeah, I don't. I would say, I mean, it looks like a first-person puzzle game. I don't think it necessarily looks like Portal because there's no portals in it. But it's got sort of the science experiment aspect to it. Yeah, but you're not like the aesthetic looks like Portal a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't remind me of it. It kind of reminded me more of uh, I don't know those other first-person sciencey games. But regardless, it looks cool. And I, I don't know. Yeah, no, not not Half Life. But yeah, we, that's a cool non-RPG Square game that's coming out. So there you go, Captain Subasa: Rise of the New Champions. That's a soccer game, right? Yeah, so. it look. I, I don't know. It's a. I like the way I like the name Subasa. So that sounds cool. Yeah, it looks like an anime, like anime soccer thing. I'm not really into soccer, but if you were, it looks cool. It reminds me of like a Inazuma Eleven, that anime that was on 3DS. The anime soccer game that was on there. But yeah, that that was announced. Uh, Tetris 99 has a new Maximus Cup coming up this weekend, which we'll be playing. Hopefully, this episode will be edited by yeah, this time. Yeah, there'll be an episode up by then. You can check it out. You can check it out. Yeah. Um, How long does that go? How long does that run? Uh, it's it's running like Thursday. I think it's going Thursday night through Monday night. That's, okay. that's what they're doing. Shauna was interested in participating, so yeah, I mean, she'll be able to. Uh, it's, I think it's, I believe it starts at like January 30th, 11 PM Pacific time. So it's not going to start till like 1 AM and it'll go through February 3rd at 11. So the third is Monday. So yeah, it goes through Monday at 11. Yeah. Cause the fifth is Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Pacific. So that'll be like nine o'clock central time, right? Or no, that would be 1 AM central time. So yeah, I mean, they, they've, they've started to make it go, go on longer and it's basically the same thing, you know, um, you, you try to do a bunch, make enough points to get 99, 999 gold points, you know, which that'd be hard to do. It, it's really hard to do. It's a shame that they don't have a new uh, theme for it, though. That's that's what really, that's what sucks, because... I wish there was some sort of, yeah, some sort of participation thing. Just like, well, at least you tried. Well, know? there hasn't been, I think the last one that they did was Pokemon Sword and Shield was the last theme that we got. And that was in November, and then there was event. There was an event in, this, in December, but there was no theme. And now this is the event for January, and there's no theme. They've been doing an event every month, but for a while they were they were doing an event and a theme with it every month. So I thought the kinda, last. I thought, you have. I just want. I, like I want another. 
No, the last one was Pokemon Sword and Shield. Huh. I must not have that one yet. Yeah. That, that was the last one in November. Cause they, it will, and the one before that was, was Luigi's Mansion 3. And I think Kirby was before that. Oh. Was for Luigi's Mansion. Cause yeah, Luigi's Mansion was when I was in Japan. And then the Pokemon one was when I came back. So it was like, they've been doing one every month. And sometimes there's a, there's a specific theme. With I it. just missed, like, I should have gotten obsessed with it again, like two months ago. So I could have get all those themes. Like, yeah. Not, this not, or like halfway. Like the most, the most tickets you can get in a day is four. Yeah. And well, the, the theme ones, you know, you just get a hundred points. You can do that in like a half hour. If you're good enough at it. I mean, you could probably get it less than that. If you're better than me, uh, there's a new smash Bros. update. We already, we already talked about that. Cause I talked about Byleth and all that shit. I wanted to mention this game. 1980 X. This looks really cool. Yeah. This came out on uh, January 24th. Oh, so that that was another one that came out this week that I forgot to mention. Yeah, yeah there's a new trailer to go along with it, the, the launch trailer. But the game, the style looks, um, I want to say, maybe a little bit like Like, Streets, like Streets of Rage-ish, right? Or, yeah, Streets of Rage-ish, like that kind of vibe. Oh, um, yeah, it looks real nice. But then the trailer explains that it's a combo of all these different kind of types of genres. It's a beat-em-up, shoot-em-up, racing, ninja, RPG combination of all, all those different types of games. Yes, I'm and like... It's, it's also like an arcade game meets a coming-of-age drama. So maybe if you like the uh, Friends of Rin- Ringo Ishikawa, maybe it kind of strikes the same tone. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, it's got a lot of uh, genres in it. I'm watching it right yeah. now, and yeah, there's like OutRun, there's a little bit of OutRun in there, there's some like... Yeah, looks, yeah, there's some like shoot 'em up there's a... Uh, yeah, there, there's some RPG stuff also... The the beat 'em up stuff, like the animation looks really good. Like the art style looks really good. I don't know. I like the uh the 3D grid for the RPG part. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean we'll have to well, see. It does look cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out for next week. Who knows? But yeah, that that was another release this week. Night nineteen eight eight X, which is like a reference to um Mega Man, of course. You know, 'cause the year two thousand X and and all that. But yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, How do you guys feel about this Pokemon Home information? It says Pokemon Home will cost fifteen ninety nine a year. Meh. I feel very meh. Yeah, a lot of that was that was the newest, the newest in the uh, the newest in the checkup of uh, toxic game people who get upset about everything. Uh, that was the latest hatred towards a game from towards Game Freak saying uh, that they hated fifteen ninety nine. Fifty nine nine is pretty is kind of a high price, I think. And For it's an it, year though. Isn't it just so you can transfer your Pokemon from one thing to another? It's a place to store them, yeah. It's like bank, right? It's like the new bank. It is, yeah. yeah. And you can dump stuff from bank into home. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe not now, but at some point you'll be able to. One so it's one month for two ninety nine, three months for four ninety nine, or twelve months for fifteen ninety nine. And yeah. I'm just I'm pretty mad about it, mainly just because I don't have any reason to use it. Yeah, I've only I'm, really gotten into this one Pokemon game, so unless I go back to Y and really, really like decide I want to play all the way through that game, this didn't be the only possibility of needing to transfer stuff. Yeah, the only the only reason that I think and I don't think I'm ever gonna do I mean I never got like Pokemon Bank or anything like that either, because I don't ever I like the games, but I don't. I I don't. I never really transferred my monsters from one to another. Like I don't really care. You don't have a constant Pokedex like some people want to have. Yeah, I don't. But I mean, I think the main thing that would sell people on it is if maybe if the DLC for Sword and Shield is going to have is going to put a lot more of the old Pokemon in there that aren't available as of right now, then maybe people will be into it. You know. But as of right now, I'm like I don't need to transfer my guys. You know. 
I know they're going to add more guys for the next, you know, for that DLC, but, but yeah, I, I don't know. It seems a little high, I guess, for that fifteen ninety nine. That's almost, almost Nintendo Switch Online levels. But then again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get it. You know, it's not really, I'm not the one, I'm not the one that they're uh, targeting here. Right. Yeah. Nor am I. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, uh, people, Eternal Dex people. Uh-oh. So for those who really want it, then, uh. It does seem like an okay price if you're just that dedicated to Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon is your life. As far as video games go, then it's probably worth it. Sure. For me, uh, it's not not on my radar. I think it's time for our weekly Sonic Sonic movie bashing. Uh-oh. They released. There's like a scene or something, right? I don't know. I'm I'm not watching any of it. We got two scenes and a music video. I watched them all. Wow. Uh, you know, the music video is what it is. It's a promotional thing, whatever. I don't think it has particularly, like... It's amazing, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> they got some good art- artists on that lineup, but uh, that doesn't mean it's a good song. Yeah, I didn't like the song. They probably just got paid heftily to do this Sonic song. It, I mean, if it's not, like, Seven Rings in Hand level, then I'm going to be real disappointed. Yeah, like, Seven Rings in Hand, I think, is a better song. I mean, that this is what I expect from... I mean, for Sonic, I want, like, that super, super cheesy, like, rock, like, 90s rock, whatever. Like, White Ranger, right. like, Power Rangers type shit. You know, that's what I want from <laughs> Sonic. If it's anything yeah. above that, I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. Like, I want, I want that level of badness but greatness. I want, like... You know, follow your rainbow is, is what I want. Like, if you've got a, if you got a line that makes sense, and I'm not interested. You, yeah, you got to keep it on follow my rainbow. Yeah. This like uh, probably yeah. not <laughs> yeah. entirely. Well, maybe who knows? Doesn't seem that coincidental that Nintendo just released their whole like pr- promo for Nintendo Land that was like an official music video for like a mainstream artist. Like this is this is another like series of mainstream artists doing a promo for. For for essentially a video game property, yeah, well, it is a video game. Property. Maybe they were just like, "Hey, Nintendo did that. Maybe we should try to do that." They they need to just hire the up in a couple days. They need to hire that guy that did like the the Knuckles song, you know, the Pumpkin Land guy that like did a new one for Sonic <laughs> Mania. Just get him to do another song. That's what they need to do. Fuck yeah! Bring him back on for Pumpkin Hill. Yeah, <laughs> not Pumpkin Mania. Pumpkin Hill. Yeah, yeah. We need that guy. I mean, he he made a new song. He's interested, obviously, in doing more Sonic stuff. Is all I'm saying. But I mean, I like stuff by Lil Yachty and Wiz Khalifa. I don't know Ty Dolla Sign as well. I mean, I know the artist. I've probably heard music with him as a feature. Never heard Swaco the Child. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but still, like that seems like a pretty high caliber lineup for a. They probably got paid pretty well to do this. As all I'm saying. Imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they, all, they also released two scenes from the movie, and I thought they both sucked. I mean, everything like, everything I've seen. I mean, yeah. every, everything I've seen from the movie sucks. I mean, from what I've seen so far. It's so the best. It's got. just <laughs> so cheesy. Yeah. It's just so Saturday morning cartoon cheesy. I yeah. mean, yeah. I guess that's cool if that's what they're going for. But it's like literally any chance there is for a gag is presented. I I, I wish it was just like the main characters just like trying to catch Sonic through the whole thing. And Sonic just keeps showing up occasionally and just saying the line from Smash Brothers Ultimate, just being like "You're too slow," and that's the whole movie. <laughs> that I'd, I'd watch that. I think I think you've grasped the character of Sonic right there. He's just too fast, and you just can't catch him. And he's just going to keep saying that to you. And then at the end of the movie, like he still you still can't get to him. And then you continue into Sonic Two, and you're chasing him again. This is the whole movie right here. This is, this, I'm just saying, this, we got it. We got it. It's gold right there. 
I just hate the whole like <laughs> fluffy creature is wet, dries off, turns into a big fluff. That's like Looney Tunes level stuff. I've never yes, seen that joke it. before. It's funny, but if you want us to take this movie seriously at all, yeah. which I guess they don't. Like what? What kind of rules are going to be imposed upon him physically? Is he going to almost die or something? It's like he literally turns into a fluff ball when he shakes a little bit. Like <laughs> physics do not apply to this character at all. Yeah, I yeah. hate that there's real people involved in the movie. I think that it immediately, I heavily suspect that that the real people are going to be actually the main characters, and Sonic will be the the, the side character. Side character. I I, I mean. I felt We're the seeing the world through the kind of the way the live action Disney movies have been. But yes. what I've watched of them, which I've not finished at a complete viewing of any of those, but I've seen that's any sort of, of what I've seen where they've like focused on the people, and then the CGI characters are kind of like you know secondary. Well, I was gonna say I, I felt the same way about the new about the new uh, Transformers movies. <laughs> that's what I actually right when they I heard they were yeah. happening, I was like. No, they're not going to be good because they're because they're fucking a side note to what's what's her fucking face that's on there. You know that that awful Megan awful Fox, actor. Yeah, yeah. Megan Fox. Yeah. No, I, uh, you know LaBeouf, that guy, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf He's probably yeah. the worst actor out of the two of them. But uh, but like, uh, but yeah, I was like, like all those people. They get them out of the movie and just show me the robots. Shia LaBeouf's a fucking genius. But the, <laughs> but they made like six of those movies, is what I'm saying. Like just because uh, you know you know just just because it's like. You're like, oh, it's going to be all about the people. Well, they're still making those fucking movies, and it's still all about the people and not the robots. So maybe they're on to something. Maybe that's what, yeah. maybe Sonic was trying to go that way. I don't know. But well, I, this is the next article here. Analysts predict $47 million opening for Sonic the Hedgehog. I saw that. I mean, maybe because they think that people are just going to, like, like they're maybe going to get, like, Cats numbers or something, where it's, like, so weird that you, like, have to watch it. Like, whether you actually like it or not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like they're really they. I mean, when they're releasing it, it seems like sure it's a family movie, but they're kind of hoping for this to be a date movie. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's on. I mean, it's gonna come out on Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, yeah. Right yeah so it. you can like, you know, the women can bring their hedgehog to the movie and give the hedgehog a kiss. You know, perfect date movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the better side of things, I did think that Mortal Kombat trailer was pretty rad for the animated one. The Mortal yeah, Kombat really Legends, cool, but... Scorpion Revenge. Well, Even though I did feel a little misled by the title here because it's called Scorpion's Revenge, yet Scorpion was not really in the trailer until like the last two seconds. It, it basically looked like Mortal Kombat the movie, the movie. I don't see why Scorpion needs to be on there as a, as the subtitle because it didn't seem to be about him. It seemed to be about fucking Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage and all those fuckers. I want a movie about Scorpion. And his time in hell is all I'm saying. That's what I was hoping for. But no, aside from that, it looks pretty cool. It's going to be rated R, so that's promising. Yeah, and actually, uh, I remembered. I remember last week I said that a lot of the a lot of the DC animated stuff kind of blurred together on me. But the the Batman the Batman versus Two Face movie is actually really good, and I do own it. I bought it. I looked it up after after we talked, but that one's good because it's it's the that was the last Adam West Batman movie was was the Batman versus Two Face movie. That was the last time he voiced Batman because he died after that. And Burt Ward was in it and like um the the original one of the original cat women was in there as well. But uh William Shatner plays Two Face. It's great. It's like what if Two Face was in the sixties Batman? It was like on that same I have both of those. They did two animated movies based on the original sixties Batman and they're pretty awesome. So 
Yeah, I I say thumbs up to the Mortal Kombat movie because if it's done by the same guy and the animation, like the art style, looks a lot similar to those uh, to those DC movies. So I'm in. I'll check it out. And 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 a lot of those DC movies have been like super rated R, like the Flash one, the Flashpoint one, which is probably the best one I've seen out of all of them. I mean, people are fucking blowing holes in motherfuckers in that movie. Like, I'm not exaggerating at all. Like, there's a part where adult Batman, who's basically Batman's dad, because Batman, the kid, got killed in that universe instead of his parents. He basically shoots a dude in the head, and there's, like, a shot, like, through his brain. Like, with his brain, like, falling out and all that. So, so they go, they have no, that hasn't been an issue for that, for that particular, uh, animated, you know, animation company, so. I just saw one clip from one, like, maybe two weeks ago, where the Joker kills an entire studio audience. Like, he's on some talk show. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's from that's from Dark Knight Rises. Or, no, uh, oh, yeah. The Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller book, which is considered, like, one of the best Batman stories of all time, mm-hmm. made in the late 90s, around or late 80s, around the time of, uh, well, it was before the Burton movie, but, yeah. No, that was, I mean, I think they were referencing that, or I thought they were referencing that in the Joker movie, in the new Joker movie, but, yeah. No, that movie's or that comic is fantastic, and that movie was pretty good too. The animated one, so, so yeah, and and that that comic was, I, I felt like that was one of the comics that made Batman like super dark. Like that was where Frank Miller was like, all right, let's take this, let's take this farther. I mean, he sticks the fucking batarang in the Joker's eyeball, like in that comic. So I mean, they're not afraid to be to be violent. We got a couple headlines to mention. Jeremy talked about the Super Nintendo World, but there's some further news on that. The Orlando Park has a release window of 2023. Wow. Oh, oh. And is that the soonest one, or is that going to be the first? Or the J- J- the Japan one's the first one, right? Japan was the first one. It's opening this summer. This year, and, okay. Um, the California one opens. 20, they said 2021. 21, yeah. Yeah, and it has to be. I mean, it must be sooner than 2023, because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it being you, built up. They're, they're working on it right now. You've seen the Florida one? I've not seen the Florida one, but I've I walked by the California one a couple mm. months ago, and they were definitely working on it. So yeah, that's coming up soon. Um, I don't think they ever gave it like an official window, but I thought I heard rumors of 2021 for the California one. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yep. I would think I would think that they would do one every year, like they do like Japan this yeah. year, California next year, and then Florida after that. That's what I would think. 23 seems like way in the future, but I don't know. I don't know what they're doing doing there. That's crazy to think. I mean, I'm definitely going to go in 2023 if that ends up being the year, but really was kind of hoping to get to Japan before then. For sure. Okay. Yeah, some sad news on the on the Wii front. Nintendo is no longer preparing the first-gen Wii after March 31st. Oh, I didn't even know that. I, yeah. fi- I always figured they were still repairing every system you called them about, like you can get your NES fix still. No, I mean, this applies can. only to the first model. The RVL zero zero one, like the, one with, the launch day one, yeah. the one with the backwards compatibility. Yep. So if you have anyone there after that, I guess you're still okay. But uh, yep, do everything. Turn, turn, turn. The I mean, the, I mean, the good part is you can buy a Wii for like dirt cheap, so you can just get another one. Yeah, but it's they're going to be like NESs, maybe even buy for like forty bucks. Just less and less of them, even though there were tons at some point in time, like. They fail over time, and they're not being made anymore. Sure. I mean, I, I have, like, four Wiis in my... Well, two working and two broken, I think. Oh. So I do have... <laughs> and, well, broken, sort of. Like, certain outputs don't work I need to grab another Wii. But, yeah, I, I have two Wiis. I have one one in my in my uh, studio room and one in the 
in the in the front living room area. Yeah, but they're they're not expensive. I I got them for like forty bucks. Reggie was interviewed on a podcast this week, and actually I listened to about half of it. If you want to hear a full hour or so interview with Reggie Fizeme, you can check out the Present Value podcast. He goes into his career history and, of course, his time with Nintendo. Were they were they uh, checking out what his present value is now that he doesn't work for Nintendo anymore? Let's see see what he's so. worth now that he's <laughs> now that, now that he's retired. I mean, that's not worth too much if he was speaking on a podcast. Oh, J.K. <laughs> oh, Reggie, be on our podcast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he actually revealed a little bit of uh, interesting information about the Nintendo logo, which um, in the GameCube era when everybody was going, you know, a little bit more mature and better graphics and all this stuff, there was talk as he um, entered <laughs> Nintendo about upgrading their lo- upgrading quote unquote their logo. Changing it to a more mature graffiti style. Yeah. Right. And, and he, was he like, put no. the kibosh on that. And he said, basically, hey, I'm the new marketing guy. And, you know, I need you to stick with your original, classic, iconic logo because that's what people like. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made a good call there. It was one of the first of many good calls by Reggie. Sure. Wow. Can you imagine if, Griff- if that had happened? Well, I mean, they it, probably would have just brought back the old logo eventually. It kind of remi- it reminds me of like the Play It Loud days of like you know of Super Nintendo yeah. from the late nineties. It just sounds it's like yeah, like a little late sorta. to the to that pro- Play It Loud party for the game. Yeah. yeah, like like the exploding guy from the Yoshi commercial, you know, where he ate until his guts exploded everywhere. That was didn't seem necessarily fitting for Nintendo, but that was what they were going for at the time. I don't know. I recommend the the podcast. It was an interesting listener. I'm gonna finish it sometime, but uh, yeah. It's worth listening to. Let's and talk some other let's interesting speak, news. Here. Speaking but, of speaking of people who've been on podcasts, let's talk about Doc Mac, who's been on this very podcast right here, Nintendo Main. Sure has. Let's talk about that guy, Doc Mac, who we've mentioned, uh, the owner of Galloping Ghosts, like probably the coolest arcade of all time. Whom we all spoke Definitely. with as recently as this past October, what, October like eleventh. We did well. We actually we did an interview with him at the last MGC episode that we did. That so great. anybody who wants to hear him, you can listen to that on our. You know, I don't know the actual name of uh, number of the episode, but that was where that was where he was. You listen to our interview with him. He's he's always been. We were super talking cool. about the Predator pinball machine, as far as I remember. Yeah, the Predator pinball machine and just other things. Uh, Galloping Ghost. Yeah, the news about him, he got inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame. Wow. For coolest person ever in Hall of Fame? Uh, for what? I think it was just his general contribution to arcade games. But, yeah, the Video Game Hall of Fame is the one in Otomo, Iowa, that, um, I don't know if it still is operated by Walter Day, but it was associated with Twin Galaxies. Community uh, Action place, Award. Yeah. Community Action Award. Community Action mm-hmm. Award. I don't. I don't even know what that means, but but good for you, Doc Mac. You're super cool. I I thought it was just like gonna be like an award for having the most stuff. I I mean I'm sure they have a lot of they do a lot of stuff like in the area and it's it's a good safe yeah. place for kids to hang out and all that and you know like on weekends and yeah. Right. It's got to be one of their it's a positive in Brookfield. It's a positive. It's also thing. a great place yeah. for like yeah for. Video game record scores, to yeah, be, like established. But it's a positive place for kids to hang out and play, and you know you don't have to worry. Like there's no, you know, there's no alcohol sales there. Like it's, nope. it's fairly safe. You know, you can drop them off there and they just hang out and play and drink soda, whatever. You know, 
It's a it's a it's a positive thing for kids to do. So so yeah, good on you. One question this one too. The Legend of Zelda conductor, Imir Noon, will conduct the Oscars. So this like is all of conductor. them? <laughs> like every Oscar, <laughs> they will all like line up for him and he will just like put his little uh whatever you call it, like the the little metal thing and just like uh he'll just tap Every on it and be like, All right guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, All right, I'm moving all of you guys. You will go straight to Jojo Rabbit over here. Go to that movie. Best movie of the year. And they accidentally go to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh yeah. Well that was nominated. <laughs> then they accidentally go to nineteen seventeen or something. Yeah, she's um if you don't know her, she is the conductor of the Zelda twenty fifth anniversary CD that came with Skyward Sword. Oh, cool! And oh, she cool. also she also conducted uh, the Sky the Symphony of the Goddesses concert tour, and I remember I actually went and saw her. Did you guys go to the the Zelda concert tour? Did not. I have not been to any of them, but I have. Well, I have the CD that came with Skyward Sword, and Jess also bought me a the um, Ocarina of Time anniversary vinyl that had like sixty four instruments in it. So I've listened to that as far as like a. Zelda orchestra stuff. That one's pretty cool. Yeah, and now she's conducting the Oscars, and she'll actually be the first woman ever to conduct the Oscars. So, wow. congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Cool. So this next thing, John, um, you mentioned this in the in the Slack window, and I actually, the Grammys were playing while I was at work, and mm-hmm. I remember like just you know glancing up at the screen from time to time, but mostly I was working, and I just happened to look up at the same time, and my coworker looked up too, and he's like, Whoa, I just saw a switch. I was like, no, you didn't. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, uh, Taco just walked up there with a switch, which turns out it was Jasper, but it was uh, one enough. of the odd future guys that was up there with Tyler. Yeah, and he totally like brought a uh, one of the, I think he had like neon red Joy-Cons, or maybe it was the uh. red and blue edition, but uh, supposedly he was playing Pokemon, and he couldn't like stop playing. He had to like carry <laughs> it up with him, so he, while... Uh, Tyler, the creator, was giving his uh, acceptance speech for uh, best rap album, which there's some controversy surrounding that. That's its own thing. But uh, while he was doing that, like the other guy was just kind of standing back behind him, like, you know, kind of offering his support, I guess. And just like with the switch hanging off to his side in one hand. So the switch was on stage during a pretty iconic moment of the Grammys. You don't want to leave a switch on the seat in case one of the millionaire musicians sitting all around him. Yeah, swipe to switch. Well, you know they're, they, they're cheering with steel shinies. You know, like it's like that that episode from Seinfeld when like uh, Kramer's like filling seats. You know, you gotta have those guys that move around to fill seats. He figured that somebody might like accidentally sit on it or steal it from him, something like that. But I was I'm proud of my uh, coworker for for spotting the switch like that and just totally being ahead of the curve. Like here it was two or three hours later. I'm at home and seeing all this buzz online about the switch that showed up on stage at the Grammys. So like this week, uh, we lost basketball legend Kobe Bryant, which sucks. You know, he's, uh, he's, he was, he was like in a helicopter as his, his, uh, 13 year old daughter was with him as well, which, which sucks. But wasn't, uh, so, so wasn't there a NBA, wasn't there a Kobe Bryant game on 64? Cause I saw, uh, yeah. One of the one of the NBC people they uh, they posted a postcard from '98 with like Kobe Bryant and Ken Griffey Jr. in it, and I remember yeah, NBA courtside. Yeah, I remember seeing Kobe Bryant's name on a couple games. I never. I mean, the, only, the GameCube one, two thousand two. Yeah, but I mean, but that he was on a he was on a Christmas card from '98, so he must have. There must have been some stuff on '64 also. With it with his name on it because that was, that yeah, was towards the beginning of his career for sure. Yeah, so he, what ninety six or ninety seven is when he started. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. So that so that sucks that uh, you know all that shit had to happen. It's sad. But, yeah. Especially you know obviously it sucks that the legend was lost, but there were eight other people that perished and yeah every- there, was, there was his kid and another young girl who was I think it was their coach's son or yeah and her friend or her coach's son her coach's daughter yeah and her friend yeah everybody everybody died like nobody made it made it out of that helicopter crash so so that sucks but uh what what is this headline that nba 2k20 commemorated him within the game itself they did that like it was like later that afternoon like when you booted up the game there was a oh this and a little update photo of him and so they commemorated him, and then I heard that players were gathering in, in some public spaces in the game with, with Laker uniforms on. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's a shame. I mean, the fourth, the, what is he, the fourth highest scoring NBA player of all time? He had just gotten passed by LeBron James in the past like week or so, you know, recently. And uh, I mean, this is a pretty. Even though I'm not a huge sports nut, I could see why this is a pretty tragic blow to the world of NBA. Sure. Yeah. Well, and he was only like what? He was only like forty-one or something 41, like that. Yeah. 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 Like two years older than me. The youngest, uh, at at least at the time when he became when he was signed to the NBA originally, he was the youngest rookie. All right. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a downer note for the end, but no, that that's been our episode. That's uh, that's episode two hundred and four of Nintendo Main. Don't forget that we still have that contest going on for whoever can complete the most amount of games whatever for the year and uh you know feel free to tweet at me actually i'm for i had i've been playing so much games this week that i forgot about it but i did beat i beat the story mode of mortal kombat 11 so i considered that to be a beaten game for the year and i say that's like 20 20 hours so i give myself like two points for that and I, you know, I, I put it on put it on Twitter and all that. But it, for but if any of you listeners who aren't on Twitter, you know, you can do the same thing on our Facebook group. I forgot to mention that last week. But if you want to post yourself with your with the credits and all that, you can do it on our face, Facebook group, and I will still count it as that. Which, of course, you know, Nintendo Main Podcast on Facebook, you'll you'll find us on there. Just Google us; you'll find us all over the place. Uh, but also, yeah, if you do want to tweet us, if you want to tweet at us, uh, my Twitter is Nintendo underscore Domain. That's where you should tweet it at. Jeremy is also at jmaxstack. If you've been watching us on twitch.tv or you want to watch us next week on twitch.tv at midnight, you can find us at twitch.tv slash Podcast. We're also on youtube.com slash Podcast. You can find my top 10 games of the year on there and, and other live recordings that we've done. And if you want to support the show, if you give us an extra dollar, you will get to hear some bonus episodes. We do a bonus episode for every month. We just recorded a new episode about Tetris. So look forward to that. That should be up around the time that this is posted. So check that out. Also, uh, I have another podcast with my wife called Drunk Monday, which you can check out. We'll be doing an Oscar episode fairly soon. So listen to that. But yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See you. Let my heart and my soul, you see that I ran. Rings of gold and awards sit on my nightstand. I've got something they want, but it's mine again. Free my struggles, detach me from this island. Attack me for my finance. I'm dealing with this 
Cause I'm defeated by no L still sexy No run around town profile mentality Bad you in 10-6 rings and none of me Do you acting like we ain't what I wanna be Got me tickled trying to act so selfishly Pocket full of green stacked up like a pot of peas Big boy dog walking around with a lot of taste So I'm quick, go so fast Every day I gotta make it count Every second gotta make it last Roll around, do the double dash Big blow on my skin Taking off the 10 9, go, 8 Hold up, wait, got a date Ladies love my speed Quick to run up trees Who you sing like me? Someone's got to die in a really fucked up way. You got to say mother. Some strange fetish. <laughs> you got to say motherfucker at least like a few times in there. There's I mean, got to be like not nudity, but like a bra or something in there. <laughs> I hope there's at least one bra in there, <laughs> or, and some and some uh, underwear, some some male underwear. That's what I'm asking for. Maybe a couple <laughs> butt shots. I don't. I don't think you can do that anymore. I know you can't do it in cartoons PG-13, anymore. I think no, you can do butts. Well, no, no butts in cartoons. I know that. I remember you used to be able to show like one boob in a PG-13 movie. There's a couple PG-13s with a boob in them. I, yeah. I don't know. God bless those movies. Yep. <laughs> I'm streaming, <laughs> by the way. I'm, I'm streaming, by the <laughs> way. Hello. Hey, what's up?